Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the guy that ha- voice goes here, him card read good John Wayne. That's right. Back again. Here I am in Wayne Manor, where I reside, uh, you know, back from the road, having a full, uh, almost a full week of, of home under my belt here in Wayne Manor. I have, am court, I am course, I am of course nestled in the west wing of Wayne Manor in the studio of evil as I now uh, take uh, uh, residence in mostly for my evil doings. Uh, I've got, man, I've been at it for a while this morning, but I've got a big old cup of coffee uh, in my drink coffee, Hail Satan mug, thanks Chris and Alicia, and um, the Dave, I got my Dave pipe loaded up. I've been smoking off it uh, all morning, but the Dave is ready to go with a heaping bowl of this beautiful green, uh, wonderful weed that that uh, I've got for me. Uh, had it as a you know, just like here's some weed, you know, for you because she's awesome. And then I got a Topo Chico, and I got my. I got to tell you guys, just I've been. I got this mug, and I think I mentioned it last weekend. It's like a the big 32 ounce Arctic mug that's like insulated and doesn't sweat and like keeps it hot or cold or whatever forever i got it from uh my very good friends amanda and jeremy at the southern sun boutique uh out in nashville um but they also are you know they're my con family so they i got this in atlanta at the convention and all i put is water in it like i uh i i all I drink is uh, water, beer, and coffee. You know, I'll throw liquor in there, but I don't drink sodas or fucking juice or Kool-Aid or anything like that. It's not like I'm mixing it up in any way. So I bought this because I was like, you know, mainly because, you know, one of the reasons is I've been doing yoga. Shouts out to uh, Carrie, my sister, uh, Feeling Fit with Carrie, at Feeling Fit with Carrie. She's got shirts in now. Uh, if you would like to get one, check it out and join join one of her yoga classes. I've been doing it for a few months now. I'm on two times a week, everyone, steady. So it's going good. But I always like when she's like, oh, take a sip of water on this break. I'm like, I never have water with me. You know, I always have like a cup that I'm drinking out of that I'll, I'll drink out of for like two weeks at a time because I'm a disgusting animal. And I'll just leave it on this, the windowsill in the kitchen and just keep filling it up with water. I'll drink water from the tap. I don't give a fuck. You know, we've got a Brita picture. Picture? We've got a picture of a Brita, but we also have a picture Brita picture in the in the fridge. And I use that, you know, most of the time. But sometimes, sometimes I'm just like, whatever, tap. Uh, but I've been filling up this. Uh, you know, I wanted to have something for yoga to drink water uh, when I get a water break. But also, I was like, uh, you know, it's great for for conventions and and just having it on the road. But I just start putting water in it and just having it everywhere that I'm at all week since I've been home. By that I mean, like here, like when I'm working at, at my desk here in the in the studio of Evil, I've had it with me uh, in the living room. A drawing, I have it with me. I just, you know, just have it always with me. And because it's always with me, it's like this compulsion I have just to keep picking it up and drinking it. And and I'm just just drinking. Like I all I, I I know there's days when I don't drink enough water for sure. Even though that's all I drink, I definitely, you know. I, I'll drink more coffee than I do water in some days, you know, and that's not good. That's not, you know, I don't do that all the time, but I know there are days there without a doubt, there's never going to be any of those days anymore because this must be why I can like all of a sudden look down and like say, why who drank eight beers? Oh, I did because I just keep drinking this water and uh, it's great. I feel awesome. And uh, it definitely cleans you all out, but I've been pissing like a river racehorse on uh, piss steroids. If that's a thing, because I already take these long, record-long pisses. Just, you know, you can 
ask Nick P, ask my wife. Uh, they all know this. But now I'm drinking like, you know, I'm drinking a cup of coffee in this big ass mug, which is this is I've had several cups of coffee this morning. And on top of that, you know, I'm drinking from this this 32 ounces of water like all the time. So I'm just like pissing. I, 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 I should have like a piss pot underneath my desk here so I can just piss in it. That's how often I'm pissing. Now, that's disgusting. I would never do that. I don't think I could either. I've tried to piss in a bottle on, on the road uh, lately, and I just, I just cannot pull it off. I don't know. It's just uh, some block I have. It's, it's just uh, probably best that I don't do it while I'm driving anyway. But so that's where I'm at with everything there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hydrated. I'm caffeinated. I'm weedinated. And I got a Topo Chico nated. Mm-hmm. And I'm raring to go. Now, like I said, I've been at it all all morning. I've already been at it for a while. That's because I've been uh, sitting here in the Studio of Evil since 5.30 a.m. recording uh, the latest audio book that I've been uh, hired to record. And I don't think it's been announced yet. I don't know if the author has announced it, so I'll let them do it. But uh, the the which that's great because I'm, I'm working, I, I'm in a good groove with these now, and I know what I'm doing, but here's the even better news. Okay, so Sinkhole is available. Uh, I think I brought that up uh, last time, or if I didn't, I forgot. Sink, my, my novella Sinkhole, read by me, is available in audiobook form on, you know, Audible, iTunes, wherever, you know, Amazon, wherever you get, where you buy audiobooks from or listen to them. <clears throat> but, you know, I was talking... Uh, I've talked a lot on this podcast about how I've, I've kind of, you know, kind of been learning this the hard way, and I was fine with that, like kind of learning backwards and, and fixing all these little mistakes is like the smoke up Johnny like method where, okay, I, I, this sucks that I'm having to fix all this right now, but I will never make these mistakes again. And that was all when I was like, you know, I was doing Until the Sun, and that's why it took by Chandler Morrison, which took me a long time because I just had some things that I... I just uh, I don't know. It's just went into went into it too brazenly or or whatever. But there was, and then I also got kind of like a perfectionist with it, where I was like just trying to take out way too many breaths and stuff, and I had to I had to pull back. But it turned out I was very happy with the way it turned out. And uh, just uh, yesterday, I you know I woke up uh, very early on the Saturday morning, check my you know messages, and boom, it's up. Until the sun, it is available now on all the things, same things, Audible, iTunes, Amazon, wherever you get audiobooks. You can hear my sweet voice reading that book, uh, and I loved that book so much. So uh, even if, you know, you don't listen to me read it, it, you know, it's a great book to pick up and read. You know, Chandler's an awesome author. So I was, I mean, I, I was super stoked. Ah, bit my, I bit my cheek. I was super stoked that that... Uh, not only, you know, Sinkhole came out and, like, you know, some people are like, hey, this is pretty cool. And then on the heels of that, Until the Sun has come out. And now I'm like, I got this, bitch. You know, like, full-blown ahead uh, with, you know, I've got a good method going on how, like, a good, like, routine on how I'm doing this per chapter and how I'm setting up the session when I come in. And uh, it, it's just, it feels very good to have, like, <sighs> okay, I got it. They're in. Now I know how to make sure they always are, are clean and, you know, the tracks are good and are going to be accepted without coming back and having to do anything to them. <clears throat> so that took a, a load off of, uh, you know, just on my mind for sure. And I was already, um, 
you know, since I, I've been back on the road, I, from being on the road, I was like, okay, I got to start this audiobook this week. So I was already doing that, but then all of that, you know, I get the, this kind of motivation. So I've been balls deep in it uh, as much as I can, <clears throat> getting up early. See, now here's the thing, and we've talked about this before as well. I, uh, you know, where I live in, in Wayne Manor, um, it sounds, it sounds uh, you know, lavish. And, and, you know, to a degree, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But uh, it's a small, it's 1,100 square foot area, not, not huge. And it, it's hard to have a, a quiet, a clean, quiet time to record where, um, you know, not only is it stuff in the house, like, you know, my dogs, the, which I, you know, I love, but if they shake their collars, even if they're in the, like across that, the house in the bedroom, I can pick it up, you know? And then if I'm doing that, if, you know, Katie's home, you know, she, she has to stay like relegated to the bedroom pretty much because I can pick up like anything. So it's, uh, I don't like to do that to her. Like, you stay in the bedroom, you know, and don't make a peep or no dinner. You know, I'm not, I don't like that. So even though she's like more than accommodating when, when I'm like, Oh, can you, I just have an hour we've, and we've been working out a schedule and stuff where it's like, okay, from this time to this time, I'm going to record and all that's great. But I hate to just be like, you know, I, I can work around this. I can I can figure out a better way. So early in the morning and, and late at night, basically. And because it's not only things in the house, like I was saying, outside of the house. You know, I've talked about, like, when the, the lawn crews have come by and, it's like, 11 people are getting their fucking lawn mowed around me for some reason at 6 a.m. Um, but you have that. But I, I, we're right by a freeway. You get a lot of traffic noise uh, sometimes because, I don't know, people rev their engines. Like, you'll just hear this you know and sirens and shit go off because you were by a hospital and a freeway and and like a, a murder row or something i don't know but you know there's a lot of things that can go on outside too now i've i've done a good amount of soundproofing uh as i've also talked about to my you know to the studio of evil but not only that more so to my desk area where i do the recording kind of built in this little soundproofed uh whole area and it helps tremendously it's it's a thousand and a, and a half percent better uh than it was without any without the soundproofing um but that being said it, it you know there's still still shit still gets through you know i'm doing the best i can with what i have i'm not building uh you know i'm getting like the the higher grade you know foam and i'm trying to you know follow how to do it right but you know i don't have money to buy the you know the soundproof wall that you build you're supposed to build like a wall within <clears throat> basically you want to build like a room within a room if you're going to truly soundproof a, a place which is just like I've, I've seen those places like uh, i've been in studios that have that and they're awesome you go into this room that's the vocal chamber that it's super the door's super thick you know when you go in and there's it's just wood like angled and 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 you can hear nothing in there it's just like boom like you clap and and it there's no echo. There's nothing. It's just deadens all sound so that nothing, you know, the room is just silent and it's crazy. But I, I can't do that. I'm not a I'm not a carpenter here. You know, I'm just a guy drinking coffee. Mm. But anyway, <clears throat> super excited about those audiobooks being out and super stoked to keep more of them coming out. Now that I know what I'm doing, I'm going to be using my time accordingly to get not only these ones that I've been hired to do, <clears throat> excuse me but also uh the books that i my books that i own the uh digital rights to 
I am going to get on the on the the horn here, not on the horn, but on the mic, getting those recorded as well, so I can have those up um, for you know my readers or new people to discover or whatever, because it's fun to do. I'm having fun doing it, and um, you know it's it's starting to to get out there, so it's fun. Um, so anyway, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, if if I just met you. Uh, on the road here again. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. I very much appreciate it. I had a great, great time uh, being out there. And uh, if you were listening last week, I said that I would uh, update my my current dates on the John Wayne is Dead shows page, uh, the John Wayne is Dead dot com uh, show page up there. And I did. I've updated all the dates that I have um, that I that are concrete for the moment. And I think there's 15 dates up there right now. You know, look for that to change. Not only uh, maybe dates being moved around or, or, or postponed or something, but I'm also going to be picking up as many like local things as I can or, or small markets around and, and whatever I can. I'll be always filling those holes, uh, just like in Clerks, all holes filled with hard cock. So uh, all dates filled with John Wayne is what I say. Uh, so you can check all of my dates out there. I've put I've put them all up there, and I am uh, if I. All my Charlotte friends that I just met out there, I'm officially going back. Mad Monster Party. I've got my table in September of this year. I will be there. I believe that's the first week of September, first weekend. Uh, so I'll be back, and I'm looking forward to that and seeing everyone again uh, that I met and uh, and my man Dave and Andrew, my son, and it's going to be great. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be back. It's like I said, I'm just kind of get this these weeks when when I get back from the road, especially like a huge trip like that. There's some acclimation. Uh, the coming back in, you know, getting getting back into the swing of things. Definitely, you know, Monday was a day of rest for me as I, I you know, recorded the podcast a day late because because of that I was hungover and all that good stuff. Uh, but I told you all about it. But um, other than that, I mean, I, I snapped back into it pretty quick. I feel I um, definitely had already like in my mind things I wanted to get done when I got home. Uh, one of them being like you know getting this audio book started. And uh, getting on my splatter western, I uh, I've officially started it. I talked about it on um, this uh, oh this awesome. I forgot this happened too. I was in this awesome horror discussion on Tuesday, like Tuesday afternoon. This past Tuesday it was like live on the uh, Mother Horror uh, Nightworms YouTube channel. It's still up there, the Nightworms YouTube channel, and it was uh, you know Mother Horror Sadie running it. Uh, who runs Nightworms, and it was myself, uh, Christopher Triana, uh, Chandler was in there, Christine Morgan, and uh, who else? There was a lot of other people in there. Anyway, it was a fun-ass conversation. Um, You can check it out, and that was awesome to be a part of Uh, because I like talking, and, you know, I might have talked a little too much or cracked a joke here or there, but that's that's just me. Uh, but that was that was an awesome thing to come back into, kind of get get acclimated with. But aside from that, I you know I, I, I talked on there. They said like, what are you gonna do next, or what are you working on that's coming out next? And you know I do have a book that that'll come out before this. But like I said, I was contracted to do a splatter western, and I was you know plotting this idea and kind of letting it grow, figuring out what I wanted to do. And uh, man, it it hit like. Uh, I hit like a good stride this week with it where I, you know, these ideas just all of a sudden everything came into focus and clicked and I was just like off, off to the races with this one. So I'm, I'm excited, uh, without turning out and I'm excited to write it. So that is a very, uh, cool thing. So I've definitely, I've gotten a lot of work done and I've, I've been, 
like doubling down on trying to get my tarot cards all drawn. Um, man, my goal, I have it written on my board here in the in the studio, is to have the, the deck completed by, uh, you know, the last day of March. I think it's like 31 days in March or whatever it is, like end of day that day, right? That's my goal. And it's um, ambitious, I'll tell you that, because I am a, a third of the way through the deck. And that basically means that I have a little less, like 47, maybe 40 some cards somewhere between 45 and 50 cards to do um still so it's a lot uh but i can do it i just need to sit and make myself just keep drawing and the mindset that i've actually got into where i'm not like oh this is gonna i'm gonna be burned out on this no that's not it and i and i don't feel burned out the the way i have to look at is i have to work you know, this is a, a short period of time that I, I have to just work a little bit extra harder to get this done. But then once it's done, you know, it's the, the, that hard work will have been worth it. So I know, that's the mindset I'm going with. I'm sticking, trying to stick with that. But I'm, I'm definitely working. So I'm busy, man. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm back. I'm on the road, coming home, writing to projects, writing to everything, feeling, feeling fine, feeling good. Um, so yeah, and also my new book, Major the Hellmouth, uh, still still doing well. I, I was happy to sell out of it these past two conventions. If uh, I've got some some copies back in the John Wayne is Dead dot uh, com store, so if you don't have one and you get one, you want to get one signed by me, you can order it from there. Uh, but it's also on Kindle and Amazon and everything, Grindhouse uh, Press dot com store, all that good stuff. You can get one, and I, I definitely appreciate the support and picking up one of those. So, um, another thing I wanted to talk about when I met, brought up the tarot deck, you know, I'm always thinking about ways to change up my booth or, or have some different items there. You know, like I've been doing the stickers and some magnets now, and uh, I've talked about wanting to do these prints and finally, like, you know, kind of putting that together. And I'm, uh, I'm going to try an experiment here. I ordered. I found a, a place where I could get a short run of prints done. And I, I ordered a, a small amount of prints of one of my cards, the 9 by 12, 13 something like that, I forget. Um, and I'm going to get those, see, see how they, they turn out. If, they, if the quality is as I would like it to be, uh, I will put, I'm going to start selling those at my booth. Now, the next thing I have on the books is March 27th here in Houston. That's a horror pop-up market from the horror, uh, uh, Houston Horror Film Festival uh, convention folks, which uh, shouts out to them and Scary Dad Podcast for uh, holding that one down. It's it's actually going to be up north north of the city of Houston. If if you're uh, looking at it like that, the the information's out there. I believe it's in Cyprus, uh, the Cyprus area actually. But um, that's the next thing. But I'm I'm looking at picking up some weekends here of some local stuff. I just have to get confirmation. So you can check back to the page. I, I might have them there. I might hold off until the 27th though, but I, I want to put a couple of them out there online. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll announce it. I'll see if, see how they go, see if any, you know, what the interest is, but it's definitely something I, I want to include at my, uh, in my booth and in my presentation of my art and books and, and kind of tying all of those things together uh, and, and making it uh, stronger than all the parts that it was. So uh, that's that's what I uh, feel like. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'll definitely keep you updated on that. Uh, I've been reading this book. I talked about it. Uh, I mean, I mentioned it probably a couple times, but 
Uh, I'll mention it again. It's called Choosing Death. It's a death metal and grindcore like history of, of that uh, genre of music, how it came about. And I, you know, reading this book, I real I mean, it made me realize a couple of things, but um, not that I wasn't aware of this, but it just maybe reaffirmed. I was like, I, I really love, fuck it. First of all, I love rock and roll, uh, but I fucking love reading these musical history books, you know? Like, uh, I read Please Kill Me, that's the punk rock one that I read that was awesome. Um, I just read that one uh, not too long ago <clears throat> that was um, on prog rock. Uh, I, I, of course, read uh, Until the Light Takes Us, the black metal one back when it came out years ago. And um, what was another one I read? Uh, oh, it's escaping me. Shit. But anyway, this one, too. Uh, you know, when I'm reading this, it's, it's not, it's just, I just love, I just really like the history behind it. I like to see how it evolved, how these kind of sounds came about, what was happening in their scene, what were these people like, the story, you know, how these bands operated. And then it makes me go back and, you know, listen to the the music. So some of this stuff, like I, I, you know, death metal, I know of, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not super knowledgeable, of the bands, I just I knew more of the black metal bands from when I read uh, Until the Light Takes Us, and kind of like got it, you know, went listened and you know dug dug a little deeper to check that stuff out, and that's what I'm doing with this. But uh, I, you know, this is you know the death metal stuff I was already into, and I have like in my record collection uh, several Cattle Decapitation albums, which is death metal, uh, of course, and um, I think somebody else I forget that I was at. A show and I picked up their record. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I, I I'm definitely dig that kind of music, but I, I I've missed out on you know I don't know who these bands are. You know, like I know I've heard the the name Napalm Death a billion times, but I know had no idea how significant they were to the death metal scene and 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 bringing it about. So I you know went back and started listening to a bunch of their stuff. And all these bands go through these changes and lineups and sounds and and they fight and it's awesome. And of course, uh you know I was already you know uh into death by you know chuck chuck schuldiner's band uh death already but now i'm like even more into it you know i've been listening to a lot of that and carcass is standing out as one of my favorites to to be listening to right now so i'm definitely uh you know i just love reading these fucking music these books about like the history of behind genres of music man it's just uh it's just awesome and what's the other fucking one i have Man, I don't know. I read I I read a lot of them, but I, I'm just enjoying this book. So anyway, I want to give it a shout out again. It's called Choosing Death: The Improbable History of Death Metal and Grindcore by Albert Modrian, um, and it's a revised and expanded edition. Uh, Jared Barbie from Deathside Press actually gave this to me. Shouts out, thank you, dude. He passed it on. He was done reading it. Now it's mine, and it's awesome. So I've been listening to a lot of death metal while I'm uh, <laughs> working on stuff lately, um, and I'm having a great great time doing it anyway um you know well but before we get any farther I, I need to shout out to my patreon supporters guys shouts out to you thank you so much everyone who supports me on patreon uh you guys know i appreciate it so so much uh truly truly uh, i sent out the story of the month this past week you should have gotten it in your box and uh all that good stuff, and then and uh, and I hope you enjoyed the awesome Dude for Life boner bonus podcast. Everyone out there, that if you don't know what that is, it's a third podcast I do that's on my Patreon. 
if you join any tier, you get access to the podcast along with what comes with that tier. Uh, but if you're just like, hey, I just want to listen to this podcast you supposedly have over there, you can join the Dollar Beer Club, which is a $1 a month, and you have access to the podcast and the other media I put on the wall for only $1. And uh, it helps me out very much. So, yeah, so check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, if you can, throw your old Uncle Johnny a couple bucks. I really appreciate it. And uh, it uh, goes a long way, especially lately. So, um, like I said, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast is where I talk to artists and, and people from around the country that I meet in different disciplines and, and things like that. And this last uh, episode that was a two-parter uh, with my man Dave talking about fucking working at crime scene cleanup for a couple of years. Jesus, geez, that's worth the price of admission right there, folks. Great two-parter, uh, great episode. And um, we'll talk more about that podcast a little bit later in the show. But for now, we're going to move on to our three-card uh, tarot reading of the day. Uh, as you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every show. And uh, I just kind of think about the things on my mind, kind of jot them down, and look at the the cards and try to get a fresh perspective or, or, or try to, through what the cards say, step back and, and uh, you know, change my uh, view on it or just think about it differently. And it's, it's a lot of fun. And I also do a card of the day reading every day on my Instagram, at John Wayne is Dead. If you follow my Instagram story every morning, it's about just two minutes, uh, just a card of the day, and just kind of go over the basics. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy learning, and some people are learning with me. So... You can check that out as well. Now, moving right along, this week, uh, again, the things that have been on my mind are just uh, a lot of coming off the road and being like, okay, more organization. Like, I, I see looking at things that worked that didn't work, you know. I see where I've tightened up some things and got some things a little bit better, but I can get those better and then tighten up the other ones that, I, that slipped, you know. So I'm looking at that, like, how to better manage that. Um manage my time like the scheduling thing guys I fell off on actually writing this schedule out since I've been back this week <clears throat> but it hasn't hampered me you know I've kind of like a couple of times I was like man I should just get up and write this out on the board but in my head I was like no because I'm going to do this for another hour so it, it if it, it if it's already kind of gotten in my head um, that's a good thing, but that's not a that doesn't mean like oh cool I'll stop writing it down now. No, I still need to do that to hold myself accountable to certain things, especially since I have several uh, projects that I'm working on. Don't want to spread myself too thin. Don't want to take anything else on that I can't uh, deliver on. So I need to take this time that I have and and just make sure that uh, everything gets the attention that it deserves while I'm working on it. So that you know still still on that schedule thing. And then just, uh, you know, um, just more, I guess, just more planning and ultra focus. That, that's all that's been on my mind is coming back from, from the road and, uh, and then getting back out there and how to make it work better. So uh, without further ado, we'll get on to uh, our card. So first card we get, the, rever the High Priestess Reversed. So I've talked about this card a lot. I like this card a lot. Um, you know, when she's upright, you know, this car is all about intuition and paying attention to our intuition and, and looking within ourselves for the answers that, that are probably already there or, or trying to find the answers that, that are there that we don't have access to because our thoughts are, you know, 
throwing off, off throwing us off the right track. But when the high priestess is, is, is appears, you know, the veil is thin. We we should be paying more attention and tuning into our intuition because there's something there that needs to come through, right? And we have this. She allows like a better access with within us. But anyway, when she's reversed, this is a. Uh, this is all about you know we've we've uh, f- we've fallen off of our uh, sense of intuition a little bit or or we we're starting to question it or we're not as in tune with it as we usually are <clears throat> now um, that could be for a lot of reasons like I say things are always in flux like we're always trying to balance things out you know there is no set it and forget it for life like you know so. It, it, it makes sense that sometimes you're going to be more tuned into your intuition than not. The thing is, is that we recognize when it happens so that we can better pull up, pull it back into into alignment um, before it maybe gets too far away from us. And, and, the, and we have to really work to, to kind of get it back. So um, that being said, like when, you know, when that the high priestess is reversed, something has happened like that. And what we need to do is kind of be still for a second. So we've been running around a lot. So in my case, like I said, I was on the road for two weeks, a lot of running around, a lot of everything, you know, no real set schedule that I would usually follow at at home because, you know, I'm in hotels and, you know, some days I'm like on the floor, you know, the fucking, the con floor all day doing my thing. It's, uh, it's all different. So, you know, that's that's uh, what I can say. Like for me, I look at this and I'm like, OK, that makes sense. You know, I'm you know, I pulled all over the my, my energy is all over the place. I've gotten out of tune. So I need to kind of step back and get myself back kind of like, OK, Koi, don't don't forget. Don't take don't neglect this part or don't take it for granted. Right. <clears throat> Another thing that could be like that, that when this card comes up, that could be totally fucking up our intuition is that we're uh wrapping ourselves up in other people's bullshit basically or drama or we're letting you know letting these things that don't concern us or have no bearing on anything bother us and that has thrown off our our intuition and i you know hadn't like i alluded to last week just uh, a little bit about you know, and I got I got checked by Nick P. I was doing the same thing. I was letting something that doesn't even affect me and had no bearing on me and meant nothing to me affect me. Like just uh I was harping on it or, or holding on to it. And that, you know, that that's the kind of thing that throws your intuition off because normally you would be like, I don't I I'd be like, I don't need to listen to this guy. Why would I listen to this guy? But I've already, you know, tripped up somewhere and I can't you know, that that's disconnected. So that inner voice that's like what are you fucking sweating this ass clown for? Is way back here. So what are you fucking this ass clown for? And I'm like, fuck, yeah, fuck this ass clown. You know, it, it, everything gets kind of a little mashed around. But it's up to us to to take that time to to pull away, detangle ourselves from other people's shit, realize that like, you know what, this person, their thing has nothing to do with me. I, whatever they're complaining about has nothing to do with my complaints or how I feel I'm not tied up in this I'm not uh, you know I'm not letting this affect me and I'm not going to think about it anymore so that that could be what's going on another thing is you know we might be feeling uh, a little self-conscious or or, or whatever about um, listening to our our intuition because we think maybe yeah that's kind of stupid that's silly Um, we're, we're like kind of 
you know, just kind of like putting it, putting it off on purpose. We need to make sure we're not doing that. It, it's real. Listen to your gut. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't apply in every situation as, as I've, you know, gone, you know, you go through the cards, you see when there's certain times when it's like, you know, now's the time to trust your gut. Now's the time to stop and, and research and plan. You know, there's, there's just different times, different, you know, instances call for these different reactions. And, you know, the better you are at feeling these things out, the better you'll be when those, you know, when that comes up, you'll be able to say like, okay, I, I trust my gut because of my past experiences that I've learned from, or, okay, I got to plan for this. Or You'll know before you just jump in like un, unabashed. So we need to get, get back into the flow, you know, whatever we have to do, take a day, maybe get back and meditate, whatever, take a walk quiet with no like earbuds or anything in and just breathe and think, uh, whatever it takes just to get that back in alignment, like I said. And, and there might be some other things that are out of alignment that's thrown this one out of whack, like your car. You know, if one thing's messed up, you know, if, you're, if your wheels are out of alignment, then they go balls and then your brakes fuck up. Like, it's maybe we need to kick a few things back into alignment. So, and, you know, and guys, like I say, when I'm doing this, this is, I, I'm speaking like uh, the royal you. I, I'm not directing this at anybody but myself, I'm really bouncing it off that and then trying to give a uh, overview that we can all uh, kind of you know get something out of. So I just wanted to say that upright next upright next card we got the page of wands and this is in the upright position. So when the page you know we know that the pages are you know, that's the initial idea of something or the initial spark of something that we're you know possibly considering. So with a page of wands, we're at this point where we're just kind of ready to try anything. Like if somebody throws something at us, we're just boom. Yeah. Uh, you know, underwater fucking uh, sea sloth wrestling. I, I'll do that. Sure. Why not? Let me throw everything into that. Um, because <clears throat> and but we have might have gotten to this place because we're restless. Like something is not. We're restless in what we're doing, so we're looking maybe for other things to distract us rather rather than really figuring out what that restlessness is coming from. It can be this can be a distraction. So it's just like we need to look at it different. We need to look at it in that way sometimes. <clears throat> like I said, this is you know when this happens, you're inclined to like whatever whatever opportunity, um, and and you definitely don't stop to plan for it. Uh, with this card, you know, and you're excited, but you know, my, my advice is to figure out exactly what is, uh, making this restlessness. So for me, like just to relate, as I said, I started my splatter Western, what I was writing before that, Jesus Christ, talk about creative restlessness. I, I, I might go back and figure something out else out with it, but I know I was writing it. Uh, I got to uh, the 30,000 word mark and was like, I, I just, this is not what I want to do with this. I got to figure it out. So it started over, you know, I t pulled it all apart, outlined, re-outlined this shit, started it again. I was like, okay, I think this is going good. And then I was like, no, this is not going good. So I trash that and then I start again where I take, you know, I basically changed where two characters were the focus of the book and then I moved the focus from them to these other two characters and I was like now this is what the book will be about and I was writing it and I was like just you know I got again like you know 25,000 words in and I was like I'm just not into this I don't know what it is I don't know if I'm 
forcing this just because I feel like I need to to do something or if this is just something that I'm going to have to come back to or or this is just all shit. I don't know. All of it was making me restless and you know until I kind of, you know, found the right direction I guess to take with my other thing like, you know, writing that western now I'm like Boom, I got it. I got it, you know? So maybe I had to go through all this shit to get to that. I, I truly do believe that. That's why, I like, you know, I believe in being disciplined to write every day because even if it's shit, you kind of have to get that out of your system sometimes, and it's always practice, you know? If you're, wa- if you're walking on the treadmill and watching, a, a you know, a movie while you do it and, and maybe fucking drinking a beer, you're still walking on the treadmill. It's, it's not maybe the best you know exercise you could be getting but you're still getting exercise you know what i mean does that analogy help i don't know so that's you know, with this this card uh we need to be, be you know pull back on that like uh i'll do anything right now type of thing and figure out why we might be restless in our uh creative creativeness or or in our relationship whatever whatever restlessness that we're having that might be causing us to lash out or you know, distract ourselves. I think that's what we need to deal with uh, first before running off to do another opportunity. So, last card. The King of Pentacles reversed. So, I King of Pentacles, again, is another card that I really like because it, when it's in the upright position, you know, it speaks to, uh, you know, providing uh, your life and, and your... Uh, livelihood and your your earnings through the talents that you've cultivated throughout your life and being completely uh, reliant upon yourself because you've turned these talents into what makes you money or your livelihood right because we you know pentacles that that's the the material shit that's you know d- deals with financial material all that kind of stuff so <clears throat> when it's reversed it, it's speaking to our relationship with money actually um, and, and I relate to this. A lot of people can, I'm sure. So one, one way to look at it is we might not be managing our money well in a sense of, yeah, we're out there. Maybe we're making some money with our, our, our job or our you know, art or whatever we're doing. We're making some, but, but it's before it even, you know, it hits the bank, it's gone. Like we've already spent that money. And on one hand, like I, to me, I'm like, well, you know, when you're running this small business, there's a lot, you just pretty much have to put a lot back, right back into, uh, you know, the business, uh, not a whole lot else to, to do anything with. But, you know, there are times when we can build up this kind of lifestyle or, or some some type of thing that um, we're splurging or just, just uh, we have no discipline uh, on stuff, we're just buying crazy shit, whatever, you know, b- just because we're like, well, I'll get another big paycheck next week, or I'll just sell another story this week, you know, and that's where, you know, we're going to get tripped up because that's not guaranteed, you know, we got to, we got to just uh, kind of pull that back in. And, and m- this is just giving us a heads up to look at managing our money a little bit better. Uh, also, <clears throat> make sure our, our relationship doesn't turn like to this negative thing with money, where, that's the most important thing to us. You know, I know that seems like a no brainer, but you know, what happens is when you're super focused on the creation of wealth or, you know, trying to put money together, get out of debt, get your thing off the ground. uh, We can be very single minded 
Uh, and I'll, again, I'll speak for myself, tunnel vision. You can be very tunnel vision, very single-minded. And when you're just driven and putting everything into, you know, what you're doing because you need to do it, uh, you know, your work, your job, whatever it is, um, you you start to you can start to ignore other parts of your life. So your family life is going to suffer. Your friendships are going to suffer. You know, everything else can be pulled down. Um, so we really need to look at that. If we're really, you know, if we're working, there's a difference between working because you got to just hustle, hustle, hustle. And I know what that's like. Um, and, and and there's not a lot left at, over and you're not splurging on, on items. That That's not why you're negative... 120 bucks this month because you were splurging on penny whistles and moon pies it's because you know you didn't make that last you know fucking whatever you needed to do before you got gas again whatever it is like those are the kind of things that uh that that is one way to look at it but the other way is like you know we we can and i i can again be i'll be the same i can relate to this too when i worked a day job when i was you know, work and management for Starbucks or even my uh, the job I had before this, I would spend stupid shit. You know, I would, you know, buy dumb stuff because I was like, oh, well, I'll still get a paycheck next week and I can just figure it out. Right. But, you know, these are the lessons we learn. So now you kind of have to deal with it. But anyway, that is our reading for the week. Sorry uh, that if that went a little long, I just kind of got a little long winded with it. But I got uh, something good out of that. I hope you did as well. Uh, again, um, check out my uh, card of the day readings on my Instagram at John Wayne is dead every morning. Um, and thank you. So moving right along, I was talking about the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast, which is my Patreon podcast. And since I was uh, had the the pleasure of being on the road, I had the pleasure also of talking to a lot of people while I was out there. And uh, like I mentioned, my man Dave uh, here on the last podcast. Um, this week, I, I'm going to tease the, the episode that, that goes up this week. Um, another great, great episode. Uh, awesome to see these two people that are in it. it of course, it's, it's myself and Nick P as we are on the road together. And this one features uh, The Vicious Jane uh, and another uh, author, buddy of mine, great, great writer, Kentucky Tony Evans. That's right, Tony Evans, Indianapolis Anthony, but, but he's always Kentucky Tony in my heart. So uh, we we talked uh, to these two uh, in in the old uh, you know podcast room for for a bit and had a great time and has had, had a lot of laughs. So um, this is the kind of this is a, I'm going to play a little bit of that podcast that's going to come out this week on on my Patreon at patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead. So uh, here we go. Let's check it out. birthdays like after like. After, like, your 30s, what's the point, man? It's just like that Patton Oswalt bit about, like, uh, you can only have birthdays, like, uh, was it, like, 1 through 13 Five, or some yeah, shit? And then 21 and then 40 yeah, and then that's it. 18 and 21 and then, like, once a dick, yeah, when you get your, when you become 30, 40, 50, you get a birthday. And then, like, something about uh, if you live to be 90, then, like, after every year you get to legally not... A, not obey laws like if you get to 100 you can legally murder and shit but you can't use any weapon you have to just use your bare hands so it's like what are the possibilities of a 100 year old man choking somebody out anyway right? it's not gonna happen so but he could try it and he could have the passion in his heart to try it <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds like a dream come true it makes me want to live to 100 if i can choke try to choke people out i mean 
What so you will want to live to 100 just so you can have the opportunity when to When you get so old, you get frustrated. Mm. Like, I remember my grandparents, the older they got, the crabbier they got. And it's like, God, you know, if these people like lived long enough and were given the ability to, like, commit murder legally <laughs> if they turned 100, I'd be like, more power to them. They fucking earned it and shit. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless they try to come after me or some shit. Hit a, hit a lady with a brick whenever she was, like, in her 40s. You hit a woman with oh, a brick? Oh, in her 40s. She was well, in her grandmother. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let's stop for a second. Your great-grandmother in her 40s almost <laughs> hit someone with a brick? Yes. Oh, She didn't like her. Is she hot? No. <laughs> yeah, is, she, is she single? Because Nick is looking at me. He wants to be his stepfather. Well, if she's her great grandmother now, there's no way in hell she's 40 now. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, like, I know you know, yeah, you don't know, dude, these kids these I days. I grew up and I was like, why that's is true. half this brick gone? And my mom told me later <laughs> well, in life. Well, that's a cool like, origin story. Oh, that's why the brick's missing on the front porch. Cause that's badass. She beat someone's head with it? What happened? Like a pimp. That's awesome. All because she didn't like a lady. Well, that's all it takes. That's a good reason. I watched my mom shove. I probably shouldn't tell this. Who the fuck was that? Was that the chair? That was the chair. That was funny. That was funny. That was JD. She's just the only way to room, just letting them rip and shit. I probably shouldn't tell this story because if on the very off chance that my mom ever listens to this podcast, she'll probably shit some underwear and throw them away. But what? When you were a kid, did you shit your underwear and then throw them away? Your mom is your mom going to subscribe to the Patreon? Oh yeah, is your mom on Patreon? Very no, no, I highly doubt it. But I watched. So my I'm going to send this to her. My dad did some stuff that he probably shouldn't have done at one point, and I watched my mom shove a piece of cake up another woman's asshole. What? How does that even work? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. And how are back. they connected? Hold she on. choked her with her own Free bra, wine. too. I mean, what I remember... Your, your dad did something he shouldn't have done. Yeah, and I'm not going to get into that one. Okay. Movie. But I do remember, I was sitting there watching Action Jackson. You guys oh, remember that movie? How yeah. the cake in the ass. badass movie. That's how they set And so, my mom come in, and she didn't like this this woman, and she was in there making smart comments. I was so young, but I remember my mom grabbing her by the hair and then grabbing her bra from the back of her pants and pulling it up and wrapping it around her neck. And she was choking her with it and then she threw her in the floor. And she walked over and grabbed a piece of cake that my dad had there and ripped down her fucking underwear and just shoved it right up her ass. But how did she have to spread her cheeks? Because how did she ever... (laughs) Wow, dude. Your mom rules, Because if somebody's not not like bent over or spread eagle, it's like, it's kind of hard to do, man. That's like... I mean, I've never tried. but I I think it was just that... The, the whole it was the it's process. Just like, it was now just I can imagine. I can imagine the person was like finger. squatting and you come up in a bowling. Yeah, it wasn't position. like <laughs> it wasn't like they took positions <laughs> and like stretched out first. Yeah, like okay, three fingers, yeah, <laughs> three fingers of cake right up the hey, ass. Well, hey, if it feels like three fingers, it's, it's, it's probably probably a dick. Okay, yeah. But I, I remember seeing that. That was that was brutal to watch when I was a child. God, that would make you a stronger person, a better person. It really, it really would. I watched a lot of that kind of shit when I was young. I remember, I remember watching a guy get his ear cut off. Uh, oh, I saw that fight in a fight. Mike Tyson and Van Der Hoogen. No, yeah, that, no that this was a great one, day, man. This was one drunk guy fight. bashing another drunk guy's head into the side of our counter. You know, the edge of it, and it, it sliced his ear off. Jesus. And then they got into an argument over they were going to kill each other. And then the one guy who came down and did that lift and went to his house and got a shotgun 
and the guy who was there went out to his car and got his pistol and come back in my house. It sounds like Texas this? Justice. <laughs> <not in> Texas. <laughs> we got our shotguns and we got our pistols and we got our fucking what the hell, dude? Our javelins? What happened? But this is like a Kentucky story because these like these people would go out to their car to get their weapons in Texas. Texas they would already be strapped. Yeah, well, this was yeah. also no one had to go in the nineties, I guess. But yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, this was back in the nineties. I was young again. Probably wouldn't matter because I remember I I've done karate ever since I can remember and and I've got a karate. Black, I've got a black belt and I've got a second degree black belt. Okinawan Goju, I've got a black belt in jiu-jitsu, um, I used to box, service. kickbox, all that shit, but that's not the point. I remember hiding behind the counter, uh, getting down like a Ninja Turtle stance, nice. and then these guys bust through the door and come in there and grab that, grab the guy and just start bashing his head into the counter, and I started screaming. I was crying my eyes out. Wait a minute, but you just told me about all these <laughs> wait, like black belts wait, and ways you know wait, how to kill I was man. four or five years old when this wait, happened. what happened? No, you were... Sounds like some mafia. Somebody shit. ran in and beat the shit okay. out of this right. cake. So here, you want me to tell you this beat story? The uh, this shit story. Out of the cake. Yeah. The, okay, so there you was even, a guy. You just go out of nowhere. He's talking about all his fighting <laughs> abilities, and he tells he goes, me to the time he got his ass kicked. I never was like, how? But I can tell you about some of my fights that I actually like won. Flash you like a flashback. Okay, so, so when I whatever's in the pool is still in the pool. I don't know if it's a child or a child top, but it's still there. Well, it's just to report the facts. Now I told you if it's a child, it's gone. It's a bikini top. We need to find where it goes and how to get it back on. Or not. God, rest in power. I'll take that job. So you killed this. These people at your parents' shop is that what you said? With kung fu magic <laughs> as a four year old. <laughs> kung fu magic. It's a four year old man. He watched uh, uh cigarettes? what's that Bruce Leroy movie? Uh that's uh uh, uh The Last Dragon. The Very Last Dragon. Like, watched The Last Bruce Dragon too many times and shit. Hey, that was a fucking fantastic movie. Show I love that movie. Yeah, it's so classic, enough. man. Yeah. It is. That's right. Who is the baddest mofo around this town? <laughs> Show enough. Who am I? I can't. It's the fucking uh, what is yeah. it? The uh, what, what is his, his something of Harlem, right? The Shogun of Harlem. Shogun. Yeah. yeah. I get it mixed up with uh, the Duke of New York from uh, State <laughs> no. from New York. No, I, it's completely different. He's oh, driving that badass yeah, 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 yeah. cat. Yes. All those chandeliers hanging off the fucking like <laughs> hood or whatever. Yes, dude. He's like the king or whatever of the of the whole thing. That's the kind of car Speaking I want to get hit by whenever I. Of, it's my time to go. You know, <laughs> dude. Why don't we? Uh, it's class. Why don't we watch another Isaac Hayes movie like that? Because there's not where I many. I was a guy, and you were Isaac Hayes, <laughs> we and I was his Truck partner. Turner, Truck and they Turner. were a couple of bounty hunters or trips, uh, uh, skip tracers, whatever yeah. the hell that the Same technical thing. difference is. But yeah. and they were badass motherfuckers, and, and like you were like I'm him, and I was like yeah I'm this guy. You're gonna be the sidekick. And, and we the sidekick like, was badass in this movie. Yeah, he fucking dude, jumped through yeah. a sunroof to get in his own car. Dude, he had a lot of good one liners. You can tell you why he, he ran up to I the car like he was gonna climb again. through the window, but he decided, yeah. oh you know what, I'm gonna one up this. And he climbed through the sunroof yeah. instead and shit. <laughs> And then like uh, yeah, like halfway through the movie he got like blasted yeah. and his legs got rest in power taken off the shotgun. <laughs> He's putting no, it was like something like the explosives at the at the door of something he was trying oh, to get in there. Yeah. And like, it, like, but his legs blew off. Is this the movie that I watched with you? Was this the one in Hawaii or wherever? No, no. Car ticket to Hawaii. I remember seeing a guy blow up a fucking balloon with a rocket Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah, that's different. watched that movie since we last talked. Well, how did you like it? Or did you like it? Or was it too close to reality for you? And it just gave you <laughs> bad memories. <laughs> I love how like they're like set up in the beginning. They're like, 
Oh, this snake is very dangerous. And then you don't see the snake for like two hours. And then like he comes in at like the last bit. Uh, yeah. And it's a, like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, what the hell is this? I snake? forgot about the snake. When the snake came back, I was like, what the? But oh, I think, there's I a think snake. my favorite part is whenever the guy's like, I'm not trying to control you. I just want to suck on your toes. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh. As you do. Such great, such great lines. I love the that. skater scene when they go up to the, the skater with the rocket oh, launcher yeah, and shit. Oh, yeah. They shoot him, don't they? <laughs> shoot I like him the razor blade skip. frisbee. He just slices. Oh, man. But that's a great movie. And I also like that so they have to stink in the hot tub with their tops off. Because that's where I do my best hot thinking as well. One hot man's dream off. is another man's lunch. Lunch. Life that's sucks, a Bible quote. Yeah, that's and that's in the Bible. It is in the Bible. It's in the, the Bible. It's in that us. chapter about uh, um, frisbee and shit. But no, uh, I forget how. What did we get? Hard ticket to Hawaii. We were talking about something else before that. Isaac Hayes movie. Yes, dude. Truck Turner. <laughs> like I was the dude, and he got like Nick was like, "Oh yeah, this is you, dude." And I was like, "Yeah, that's me. I'm badass." And then like he's like setting up some explosive, and then it blows up in his face. And it, like it like the the shot is like it is him like as a dummy getting like blown backwards, and his like legs like fucking fold over his body and just go back they fly and, out of frame. Yeah, like Adam Nick's like, "That's you, dude." <laughs> I was like, "We loved it over and over." We watched it so like, many times. Like and we shit. need it. We need a fucking dummy, dude. Uh, I, we've been saying Think that for like 20, 30 years now. Ever Think since that it. time we made that homemade dummy at my at first your apartment, apartment, we did shit. do that. Yeah, we did have a dummy. Threw it out the window and it just came apart. We threw it off the balcony in the second I am, story. I am thoroughly surprised I have not walked up to the booth yet and there hasn't been like a blow up doll just like duct taped to the oh, front. Oh, well, you like, should have spreading. seen uh, his oh. last one of his bands he was in oh, no. a decade ago. <laughs> Letters to Voltron. That was we, part of your uh, your your stage equipment, right? Yeah, we had um we had two inflatable sex dolls, but the double D <laughs> ones, so they had like huge tits, like just so just obnoxiously huge tits. You used and to put your merch all like, holes filled. On them and shit. They, they were like three hole certified, dude. Like puss, ass, mouth, like we call them th- and then we call them the Sallies. And we wrote a song about them actually that's like we recorded about the Sallies and how much they loved us and uh we had them at like all of our shows for long, but people like sometimes people shit would get out of control, and those Sally's <laughs> would get like thrown around. And the the people like, as you I do. mean, if I had as you do, if I had a nickel for every beer bottle I saw put in an inappropriate place oh, in a no. Sally, I would be a rich man today. <laughs> I just have to say that, and uh, I had to patch uh, more than a, a few holes. <laughs> uh, I'd like to say in those those Sally's, but I still have them. They've served me well to this day. If you uh, should bust them out of the fucking uh, mothballs and make them part of your uh, <laughs> your book display. I don't know if that's really on brand right now. Just a big fucking titty. What you should stuff. do is you should buy them at their own table and set up their own merchandise. <laughs> oh, shit. And yes. have them provide the worst customer that, service ever. That, that way people always like, fucking fuck, great. They're just they come dolls. over to your table instead yes. just to say... Oh man, there's some really shitty service in here. Man. Oh, and they just play like we just have a loop playing of like them talking, like yeah. "Welcome." Oh my god, dude! They keep trying to I sell like pot pies mo- and I would, shit. They I keep would invest not ready in, in, a, in a fucking dummy booth. I would pay my money for. But that means you'd have to buy two tables every time you go to a show. Huh? Huh? What? 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 A kit rich wit scam. Oh, I heard the word was <laughs> oh. scam. Well, it's quite, it's kind of not because yeah. you have to buy two tables every show you I think go it's to. Kind of, one for the one for the dolls and one for yourself. Yeah. It seems like an art project, maybe. 
Mm. I mean, it sounds funny. That's a tax write-off. It sounds write-off. hilarious. Art yeah. can be a tax write And it's tax Tips for tits. And tits for tips. Tits. And tax purposes, we can deduct that. Because, you know what? God in the Bible. And tits and kids. And you got to keep the kids right. Got to keep them straight. We need food for those kids. I, uh, I have no idea what's going on right now. All right, lots of fun, lots of fun. That was the Vicious Jane and Kentucky Tony, or a.k.a. Tony Evans, and, of course, me and Nick P. Uh, if you'd like to hear the rest of this podcast, as well as the other 60-plus episodes that are available, you can uh, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead. Any tier that you uh, join gets you uh, all the goodies that come with that, plus access to the podcast. Uh, but if you'd only just want access to the podcast, $1 a month buys you in on that, and I appreciate it very, very much. So uh, I think without further ado, it's time to get on to our story portion of the show. Now, um, I, I so being on the road, like I said, getting back on the road, I, I started thinking just about stuff, about you know how, what, what it's like and uh, the different times, different places I've been. And before I really figured out how to do all this stuff or that you could actually do all this stuff, I learned it from a weird group of people. And uh, uh, so that's the that's the story. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've alluded to this, but the story for this week is, um, you know, don't don't look, look a gift crotch in the mouth. So like I said, I probably have mentioned this before uh, in other stories or or maybe even told this same story in a roundabout way, but it didn't make me think of this, and uh, and I thought it was pretty, pretty important or interesting, at least to me. Uh, so anyway, I've spoken before about these kind of DIY venues that exist in, in a lot of places, and the ones that are, are here, I've talked about Super Happy Funland, um, which... You know where where I I I am a hundred percent in support of the the uh, idea, but the execution just falls a little flat. I think. Now there's another there was a there is another venue like that that still exists as well. Uh, that's been in a couple different places, and I've not been there lately. And I'm pretty sure they still have the same name, but it was called the Southmore House, and that was a venue. It was like on the south side of Houston in this house. Uh, where they've kind of converted it to uh, a, an art space and they would, you know, have bands and, and touring bands come through and anybody, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just like I said with Super Happy Funland, they were actually like friends, owners or something like that that owned it, you know. Same type of deal. They're open every night for bands. So they're just booking bands because they're making, you know, they're planning on paying their rent through these bands coming through. That's how they're making money, right? And selling beer and shit that is like donation only, but they they they, they so they have to book somebody. So, so what happens is you know if you don't have a following, you're going through, you're looking for a booking, and and you get that you're like oh cool they'll book us, they have a spot, hell yeah, and you get there, and it's like Wednesday night at the the Southmore House, and uh, there's seven other bands playing with you that night or something to that you're like and you look at their schedule and no one's there but the owners. It's it's not every show is like that, but I'm just saying like they have a, a high uh, probability of turning out that way sometimes. Um, so the f- the first time that we played at this place was uh, I was 
it was in Letters to Voltron, and this was before, this was a while ago, this was before we had even introduced a drummer into the mix. It was when just Robbie C. and I uh, were a duo playing our silly songs on our acoustic guitars and wearing, you know, the goofy costumes that we would wear, you know, something different every time, and it, it was during those days. So, <clears throat> so we, uh, first time there... Uh, hadn't played there before. I actually remember I made posters and went to drop them off there. So I kind of looked around the venue and I was like, all right, this is kind of like the other places. I, I, I see what this is. Okay, cool. So we, th that night, like I think every other band was from out of town. There were no other bands from Houston but us. A and uh, all the bands were from out of town. And it was, I was like, man, how are these bands coming through town? But there was one band in particular that had, uh, I believe, eight, seven or eight people in it and it was called Cryptorchid Chipmunk and I'm looking for, I have the sticker whoops yeah I have the sticker on my one of my things out here I don't even know if I said that before too I'm going insane but this band was <clears throat> a, a group this group of, of people who were just like uh, I don't know they were totally like on the road like all living in this van and they 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 were like a pseudo ska band, you know, because they had horns, um, and and you know stuff. I think they were kind of doing a ska blend thing, or maybe they were just pure ska. There was ska involved, but they had a lot of costumes and uh, you know, and and then things like that that were um, that they wore as well. But they they kind of all had the same costume, the same character type of thing. And I remember. You know, so I start, strike up a conversation with them. We're waiting. Of course, everyone's there early because everyone from out of town just came from out of town. There's nothing, you know, they're just coming to the venue. And we have nothing better to do, so we're at the venue super early. And we're talking, and I'm like, so where are you guys from? And I can't remember where they were from. Kansas City, maybe, or let me see. Does the sticker say? Uh, I don't know. Cryptorchid Chipmunk. I don't know. They're from somewhere. And I was like, okay, uh, so so how do you guys, like, you guys are on tour? Because they were like, yeah, we were just in Dallas or whatever last night, and then we go so-and-so tomorrow. And, you know, first I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. That's That sounds awesome. How are the show's doing, you know? And I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about. This is before I'd ever played out of town at all before. Um, and uh, <clears throat> maybe with the exception of one, like, Oh, oh yes, with the when Robert and I, Robbie C and I were in Taint. I have told this story on here before. I know it's like uh, the story of the vicious chicken. If you go back to that, that was like a weird, weird road gig. That might have been the first one that I ever played. But aside from that, and I didn't book that or know anything about it, just show up. So I don't know how to do any of that kind of stuff. I, and I and plus I have it in my head that I can't do that. Like somebody else does that for you. You don't you don't just like set up. Uh, you don't just call up you know poughkeepsie and say hey we're coming to play and they like roll out the red carpet somebody else somebody, somebody has to do that for you and, and talk to somebody else that does that and blah 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 that's just what was in my mind now what i based this on was fucking i don't know tv comic books stupid ideas in my mind i had no facts to base this on just like what i invented and so these these people in this band it was like a it was a couple of maybe like three three girls and four dudes they they like were just my age same age or maybe even like around the same age but they were 
just touring doing this like and they and I and I finally just kind of broke broke down I was crying no I just was like all right like so how so how are you booking that like how are you doing this and the one girl I was talking to she was in charge of the booking and she's like well I I just book all the dates and I was like so how do you but how do you do that like how are how do you know what the hell you're doing like who are you an agent or something? And she's like, no, just, I just use like uh, the internet. And she said, there's a, and I'm like the internet. No, there was the internet then. But I'm like, oh, like, like, what do you, like, what do you mean? Like she said, and she told me about this site. I know I've mentioned before, but it was called B Y O F L.com. And it stood for book your own fucking life.com. And basically it was kind of like a big message board type of thing where you would, you know, click on a, state and then under that state there would be the different cities that there was information on and if you were um you know a, a booker or a someone who had bar, music at your bar or stuff like that you could put you know in you know North, raleigh north carolina you know to play at this punk band contact rick at and you know here's the email uh and then it would be like, you know, or bands being like, you know, we'll put you up if you're trading shows, da da da. We're coming through this state. So you could look and find like the places that were booking in the cities that you wanted to go to and how to contact the person that booked the shows, which to me, like, I was like, well, this is kind of what I do to book the shows here in Houston. But I just thought it was, you know, I would go meet because I always went to, you know, meet the person first, like a little fucking you know like i was a gentleman or something like you know i'm john wayne in my band how can i contact you so i for some reason it escaped me that i could do this to uh, you know out of state because heaven forbid that you know i do that i don't know why it was just a a whole block i didn't realize again didn't realize you could do that and i'm telling these stories because maybe other people don't realize they can do you know i you you when when once you do something like that and you're like ah oh, it's so easy anybody could do it uh but then like you have to realize maybe some people don't think it's so easy so <clears throat> which at the time I didn't I had no idea uh so I was like whoa really that's that's insane so you're just doing all of this like yeah yeah and we're just booked for the next all summer and th- they told me like how they all ar- arranged their schedules how they had like you know just whatever just jerk off jobs that they could just like ah we'll come you know waiters or whatever one of the guys was like you know they weren't going to give him the time off so he quit his job before he left like fuck this i'm going on tour with my band which is pretty badass you know except even like the third wave of ska was way way in the rearview mirror uh, at this point so but they were a good ass band um they got up there and ripped it and for for nobody in the crowd except for the other bands playing um and they were great and a lot of fun and very nice. And then it turned out that the very next weekend, like this is how this shit happens. The next weekend, they're coming back through Houston and playing at a place they're like, oh, do you know it's called Super Happy Funland? And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. We, I know it's close to my house. We've been there before. Oh, we're going to be there. You guys should come out to the show. And we're like, all right, cool. So... They go off and like I'm, I, I go home for those few days uh, before they come back and I'm checking out this book your own fucking life website and you know I'm I'm talking to Robbie about it and we're trying to put something together from it I'm like all right let's do something man let's you know blah, 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 make some emails send some stuff and uh, 
then they they came back through town that weekend and I can't remember exactly if if we played that night that escapes me right now because I want to say because there were instances like this but I want to say we weren't booked but they were like hey you can play on the show with us so we'll tell them that we know you and they threw us on so maybe we played but maybe we didn't either way we just or we just went to the show but (laughs) we were there I want to say maybe we did play early but they were all there again. We're talking, and I, I, you know, was telling them like, "Hey, thank you for like telling me about that website and kind of, you know, for answering some of my questions. I've been looking at it, and yeah, I see, I already see the, you know, how how I can do it, and you know, I'm excited about sending these things. And they're like, "Oh, great, great, great. That's so awesome." And uh, you know, had a good time, drank drank a couple beers, and then it was time for them to play. And so, like I said, they wear these costumes, right? And by costumes, they're um, they're kind of like onesies, I guess. Like you know, those, like uh, they have those adult onesies now that are kind of, you know, come into popularity over the last few years. Um, it was something like that, but it, but not even as good quality. I I think a lot of what they were wearing were like a whole onesies of even uh, like Halloween costume type material so you know it's not that great uh because i can't remember what their characters were but they were something right so uh they they went to go change they're like all right we're gonna change before we go and go on and they were remarking about how like bad their their costume things smelled because they just sweat in them and like take them off and ball them up and throw them into the next night i was like oh man that sounds awful and so so uh they they go and change and you know they're they're putting them on they do they're doing the show and like you, you know that you get a closer look at these things and they're pretty ratty they they've definitely been been uh you know used and abused for a while without hitting the wash but they're they're also the kind of thing that might just explode in the wash and just like or be gone like you open the washing machine like oh I guess I didn't put any clothes in here cuz they've just evaporated but nonetheless so this guy is like these guys, the the band is up there playing, and I and I just never forget this. We're standing there, we're watching the few people in the audience, the crowd. You know, we're close, and uh, the guy that play, you know, one of the guys he plays a couple instruments, but he plays the trumpet. So he put, puts the trumpet to his mouth and he starts playing his trumpet part. But when he does that, like as he's doing it, the the like zipper or whatever at the front of his holding the front of his uh, outfit you know, that zipped up the front, like, can't just start coming apart. Like, not even unzipping, just coming apart and opening all the way down while he's playing his his trumpet. And he, like a true professional, he doesn't miss a beat. He's just playing while his zipper's coming apart. But here's the thing. Like, he was wearing nothing underneath that costume. Like, not a stitch. Like, man after my own heart, yeah. But, like, it opened up, and it was just, like, full dick and balls on display while he trumpeted away. Which I was like, "Whoa, dude! Is it, if this is part of your thing, I guess cool." But uh, it, I thought it was hilarious. Like, just I look at Robert. We're looking at each other. We're fucking dying laughing. There's this guy's dick just bouncing, you know, and his pubes all around it and shit. And you know, he just like finishes the part on the the trumpet and just like closes it up, like not puts the trumpet down, you know, kind of wraps it up. I think he like maybe pinned it together or something with a button that they had. I don't know, but it just. <laughs> This is my life. It's just, you know, I, it made me think of, you know, how how sometimes, you know, things are just right there 
and, and uh, right in your grasp, and you don't quite even realize how how uh, easy it is to to really reach out there and, and grab it and do it for yourself. Uh, you know, sometimes you get yourself started. That's the best way. And sometimes, you know, you just reach out and grab that dangly dick that's bouncing around while you you know you're skanking away to your favorite horn solo all right there you go hey how i learned to tour from uh some other weirdos that uh are right there with me and i appreciate them i i don't know if they're i'm sure they can't be a band still but i i wouldn't doubt it if uh a lot of them or all of them still played in in bands or you know in did music in some capacity because they were all extremely talented so i hope that they're doing well and my shouts out to them now uh thank you guys for listening to another episode i very much appreciate it like i said check out the audiobooks that i have out there sinkhole is live read by me uh until the sun by chandler morrison read by me uh i got Two more coming out. I've got many more coming out, actually. So be on the lookout. Check out, uh, of course, for all information, go to johnwayneisdead.com, where uh, everything will be posted for all eternity that has to do with me. But also there in the shop page, uh, you can get uh, one of my books, The Mage of the Hellmouth. I have those restocked. Grab one now before I sell them all at the next uh, market I do. But uh, you, when, when you order from me, you know, I'll sign them and send you some of them extra goodies because I love you so much and I appreciate it as well. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, the Thursday podcast that I do every every Thursday. I don't know why I call it the Thursday podcast. The podcast that I do that comes out every Thursday with uh, my main man, Christopher Triana, called Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. That is on all platforms and YouTube, so you can watch our handsome faces as we yell at each other uh, about uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and John Carpenter, uh, not exclusively. So thank you guys so much. Follow me at John Wayne is Dead on Twitter and Instagram. Please check me out on Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Join the Dollar Beer Club or any tier to get the other podcasts and some goodies. And uh, I thank you so much. I will see you later. (laughs)